I'm Stefan Sittig, and welcome to American Theatre Artists Online, where we talk with leading contemporary figures in American theatre. If you've been enjoying the American Theatre Artists Online podcast, I urge you to consider donating to help the artists who produce the theatre that we all love so much. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Many performers, designers, directors, choreographers, stage crew, and theater administration staff are either without a job or in peril of losing their jobs. The Actors Fund provides assistance to artists to cover basic living expenses, such as food, essential medications, utilities, and more. If you love and enjoy theater, please consider donating to the Actors Fund today. Just go to actorsfund.org and press donate. My mother left us when I was seven. I don't believe it. My mother left us when I was seven. Oh, come on. <laughs> Boy, yeah, you really, really, really and truly don't know me. Just about the last thing in the entire world I would joke about is a mother who wasn't there. I don't think mothers are sacred. You know, I, I just don't think they're especially funny. Me and my big mouth. I don't think you realize how serious I am about wanting you to leave right now. I don't think you realize how serious I am about us. Oh, what us? There is no us. I'm working on it. Frankie and Johnny, we're already a couple. Going out with someone just because his name is Johnny and yours is Frankie is not enough of a reason. Oh, I think it's an extraordinary one. It's fate. You also said you thought I had sexy wrists. One of the biggest mistakes in my entire life. It's got to begin somewhere. A name, a wrist, a toe. And didn't they end up killing each other? Veronica del Cerro and Michael Kevin Darnall are both accomplished actors in the Washington, D.C. area. Veronica's credits include Othello at the Shakespeare Theatre Center, Arabian Nights at Constellation Theatre, El Paso Blue, and Ana en el Tropico at Gala Theatre, August Osage County at Everyman, Adventures of Homer at the Kennedy Center, Savage in Limbo at Metro Stage, My Children, My Africa, and Rock and Roll at Studio Theatre, and How the Garcia Girls Lost Their Accents at Roundhouse Theatre. Currently making her home base in Spain, Veronica is beginning to devise and develop her own directorial projects. Michael's New York credits include Romeo and Juliet at Theatre Rats, Beyond Therapy at Bohemian Archaeology, and Arden, the Lamentable Tragedy at Spring Theatre Works. In D.C., he has appeared at the Shakespeare Theatre, Ford's Theatre, Roundhouse Theatre, Studio Theatre, Metro Stage, Mosaic Theatre Company, Theatre J, Imagination Stage, and Constellation Theatre, and he is a company member at The Hub and Spooky Action Theatre. His regional credits include the Cincinnati Playhouse, Chautauqua Theatre Company, and Rhino Leap. Michael has been nominated five times for DC's Helen Hayes Award, and he has appeared on HBO's The Wire. Veronica and Michael will be starring together in Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune as part of Metro Stage's tribute to the late, great American playwright Terence McNally, streaming online from April 21st through the 25th at metrostage.org. Hi, Veronica and Michael. How are you? Hi. Well, how are you? Hi. I'm doing well. Good. Welcome to American Theatre Artists Online. We're so happy to have you on our podcast today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, now, you know, we're 
the people that are listening in right now have just heard a clip of you guys performing these wonderful characters in Terrence McNally's Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune playing the characters of obviously Frankie and Johnny. And that's just the audio. Um, what they don't know is that if they log into metrostage.org from April 21st to 25th, they'll be able to, to see the play streaming online, which is wonderful. So, um, as I was looking through your um, resumes, you guys really are pretty accomplished actors. And in the DC area, you have, between the two of you, performed at almost every major theater in town. <laughs> Did you okay. know that? Did you know that? Okay, right. It, does it feel like it? <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, there's still some ones that I haven't made it to that I would kind of like to, you know, but I guess Veronica makes up for the ones that I'm missing. Yeah, there are some that you guys, you know, overlap in, some that you've done differently. But here's the cool thing is that um, you've worked before together, right? What, what production, uh, Veronica, was that that you guys worked on before? Yeah, we worked on uh, Savage in Limbo before I met your stage as well. Oh, wonderful. And how, what was that production like? <laughs> intense equally as intense as, as this one and you two played opposite each other right we did yes, we played um, Linda Rotunda right yes <laughs> Linda Rotunda <laughs> and I was I was Tony Aronica and we were like <laughs> That's and so is that where you established a lot of your I was going to say on stage chemistry, but also, you know, it, it, we can feel it online as well, which is pretty amazing, the two of you. Has this always been natural with the two of you, your chemistry, or was it something that you developed by working together? That's a hard question. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I haven't even seen Michael in a long time. So it's weird. It's, it's, a, it's just something that just kind of happens. I think... Um, yeah, from working together already, you know, the, when you work in the a play like Savage, it was just a, that particular production was very, um, yeah, it was a battleground, you know, you just go to war every night. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you develop a connection there, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember um, Veronica was already cast in Savage and Limbo when... Uh, Carolyn said she kept picking up my resume and putting it down, picking it up and putting it down. And she finally called me and invited me to come over. And I, I auditioned with Veronica. Um, and I remember even then it was, it was some nice, you know, energy going flowing back and forth. And um, I, I don't know. I, I think that we, we worked very well together in that, that play. And it's sort of like picking up where we left off with this one. That's great. Not only, now when you mention Carolyn, you mean Carolyn Griffin, the producing artistic director, right, at Metro Stage. She's, yes, also, yes. she's also the producing artistic director of this uh, production of Frankie and Johnny, also at Metro Stage this time online. Were you excited to get to work with uh, Veronica again? To work with each other? Oh, absolutely. I, like Veronica said, <clears throat> we haven't seen each other in a, lo a long time. Um, she was in town, I guess, was it like two or three years ago doing a show? Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. No, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's poof, with COVID. Um, yeah. So, Veronica, but, yeah, you're based... I, mean, I, I go back in town. You're based, Quite, you're, you're, you're based... Where are you talking to us from right now, Veronica? I am in, in Santander in Cantabria in Spain. Aha, uh -huh. so you've, you're, you're, you're based out of Spain now? Yeah. 
Yes. Was this a move you made made prior to COVID or was it uh, due to COVID? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, now it's been officially uh, six years, Mm. but it's been a bit longer. I got my master's in London and then, and, uh, a little bit before that. So I, I, I started, it's a very long story, but, um, I do yoga, a lot of yoga. I've been doing yoga for probably longer than I've been doing theater. So the, my teacher and, and a teacher of mine opened a place in Spain. And it's kind of what brought me here initially. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that about the I, yoga. Yeah. Wow. I met my partner here and, and uh, through that. And so it's just kind of been, yeah, I have a bit of a virus of the, of restlessness. That <laughs> <laughs> so you, you yes. found yourself going to Spain about six years ago. That's funny. So in a way, we really couldn't have done this reunion unless we were doing it online, at least not for now, right? Or do you come back to D.C. often? Yeah, my mom and my sister, I was raised in, in Northern Virginia. I was born in D.C., raised in Northern Virginia. My, now my mom, mom and sister live in Annapolis, actually. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so you do come back often. So if we want to see you on stage here in D.C. again, it's not like it's impossible. It could happen no, very no, easily. It's, it's very possible. Excellent. Yeah. That's good to know for those of us in D.C. that don't want to lose you, lose you to Spain. But in the meantime, you guys are doing this show online, which is wonderful, and that allows people to see you guys together um, through the technology, right? Through the magic of... of, of um, StreamYard and YouTube, right? Right, right. <laughs> yes. And Michael, are you from the D.C. area as well? I am. I, I was born and raised in Silver Spring. Aha. Uh-huh. And you've been, so you've been, I know you've done some work in New York and you've also done work in D.C. Mm-hmm. and also around the country in Cincinnati um, and other places. So um, what do you like about the D.C. theater scene the most? Well, I, I mean, it's, it's home. Um, to be quite honest, I, I really didn't know about the um, the DC theater scene when I was growing up. Really, I mean, we would go on field trips and we would see plays um, at the at the Kennedy Center and Arena Stage, but I didn't know how huge the theater scene in the um, DMV is until I graduated college, actually, and I came back home and did. We used to have these these league auditions down. Do you remember those, Veronica? The league, the louts. Yeah. Definitely, I went to the first. I just retired. Met Frank Britton in League. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I met Frank Britton doing Savage and Limbo when he came to our closing night. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah, wonderful. One of my best friends. Yeah. I interviewed. Frank. I interviewed Frank Britton on this podcast a couple of. Um, it might have been a year ago at this point. But so let's talk. And he's wonderful. Let's talk a bit then. Yeah. So Veronica, you've you've also are familiar with the DC theater scene. Then you've been you were prior to moving to Spain pretty active in the DC theater scene, right? As well. So between the two yeah. of you, you know it pretty well. Um, what was yeah. your what was your experience like? Um, like you said, I mean, it's home. It's very. I was actually. I probably growing up. I was pretty fortunate enough to go. My my parents took me to see musicals most of the time actually mm-hmm. I mean like lots of musicals yeah. um so I went to the Kennedy Center ever since I was probably four or five for like a lot all my life um wow. I didn't see a play though actually until much later until mm-hmm. high school right so much later in your, in your experience so let's talk a bit about this play that you're working on now the characters that you play in this wonderful work 
by Terrence McNally, Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune. Some people listening might know about the movie version with Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer, but this is the play on which the movie is based. Yes. Um, <laughs> who? What? <laughs> so, um, so let me ask you this question. It's kind of a question that a lot of actors probably get asked when they play. These, these now, these characters have become really iconic characters in American theater. They have been played by so many different people, whether it was the revival with uh, Stanley Tucci and um, Edie Falco several years ago, a decade ago or more at this point, uh, and or recently with Audrey McDonald and uh, Michael Shannon. So what do you, what part of these characters, this is a very personal question, so there's no right or wrong. What part of these characters is most like, most like you? And what part is least like you in these characters? Veronica, why don't you start? How is Frankie like you? Oh, gosh. And how do you think is she not like you? <laughs> Scarily, in a lot of ways, she's a lot like me, really? uh, more than I'd like to admit. Um, mm. I identify with, um, oh gosh, yeah, it is very personal. Um, <laughs> well, listen, get as way. personal as you want, but you know, they're, they're, we don't, we're not requiring it. <laughs> we don't require it on American Theater Artists Online. It's hard. Yeah. She's a very, uh, she's tough. Um, yes. And, so I think that she, it's, it's hard to get to know her. And I, I've heard that been said about me many times. It's hard to get uh, pretty close. So, um, uh-huh. so there's a, a wall, that. maybe a wall, a little yeah. bit of a, a protective layer. Yes. Yes. I understand that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, just, I, I think the, the character, I think many people can identify with parts of his character as mm. well. Interesting. Yeah. And what part is least, uh, least like you, do you think? Is yeah. It- I mean, now, you know, <laughs> I would say there was a point in my life that I was a lot, much, much more like her. I mean, now in, I'm a surfer. So, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so you're much more chill. You're much more chill. <laughs> exactly. Than, than yeah. Nice. So, you're right. I would say I'm a, I'm a lot more zen. Yeah, between the surfing and the yoga, that would make for a lot of relaxation. Oh, yeah. I, I envy you. And the hula hooping, Veronica. And the hula hooping. Oh, wow. The hula hooping. I quit smoking by hula hooping. You really? That's really interesting. So the hula hooping, it's every time you wanted to smoke, you would hula hoop? Exactly. That's yeah. brilliant. She's really good at it, too. She can do it around her neck and all that kind of stuff. So this is what you guys did backstage during Savage and Limbo when you weren't on, on stage. Or- or on stage, yeah. Or on stage, it was a little hooping thing. So, same question to you, Michael. You had, you were lucky. You had a few minutes there to think while you heard Veronica's answers. Uh, uh, how is Johnny like you, and how is he not like you? Um, when he gets really passionate and uh, riled up about something, mm-hmm. it's hard to get him to shut up. And, and I can be like that when I'm when I'm really into something or someone. Right. And, uh, you know, I get like a little tap on the shoulder or, you know, okay, Michael, got mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> but I think he's the, how, how we're different and how I also wish I was more like him is that I am very much a planner and he is very much a doer. And I wish I could, I'm very good at the planning. I wish I was better at the doing. Like I wish I could connect my great plans to my um, more proactive doing, getting them done. Huh. Um, and, I, and I don't think that Johnny um, really plans at all. I just think he just sort of just jumps. He just goes. 
Um, he sets his sight on something, and uh, there's no stopping. He's, he's just really tenacious that way, um, which can be a little obnoxious, but it's also, it's also an admirable quality to have. Someone who's unafraid to, to pursue what they, what they want. Um, I, I find it you know, charming about him, even though it's, it's a little <laughs> harried sometimes. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd say that that's what, what I, how I'm not like him and how I wish I was, was more like him. That's interesting. And so now that you've done, you've already answered some of this, I think, but now that you both have worked on this play and you've really, do, you know, you, you've gone deeper into the play and the characters and you've, you've had several opportunities to go through the play as we've been rehearsing. Um, full disclosure, I'm directing that production at Metro Stage. So for those listening in, um, I'm a little biased. Yeah, I'm a little biased at how wonderful you two are, but um, together on screen and, and in your own individual moments. But um, tell me, as you've been diving more deeply into the play, uh, have you discovered something that you didn't realize at first about yourselves or about the play? Or did you have a preconceived notion? Did you know this play before at all? I... Um... I think I, I've only seen it many times in acting classes. It's just always mm. in acting classes. And I've seen people, you know, it's been around. It's one of those that it's just around. And um, I've never really gotten a chance to get go into it. And it grows on you. At least it grows on me. Yes. You know, at first, mm-hmm. you have, I have kind of one impression. And then it just keeps going deeper and deeper. And we haven't even moved with it, you know. I haven't even... Got it on its feet in a little bit. We have in this, but not yeah. anywhere with any depth, you know. So it's 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 pretty amazing to me. It keeps on growing. It keeps on changing, and hmm. in ways I, that yeah, it surprises me. Wow. And Michael, what what, yeah. what about you? Well, you you had mentioned um, the Stanley Tucci and mm-hmm. Edie Falco production, mm-hmm. and um, they went to SUNY Purchase. And I went to SUNY Purchase, oh. and when they were doing Frankie and Johnny, they actually they actually came up to Purchase to give a little talk back, and um, that's uh, they didn't give us any free tickets, but that's how I became <laughs> familiar with the show, really. And um, did you I say to yourself, like, did you say to yourself back then, I hope I get to play that part one time at some point? No, I no. did not. Okay. And, yeah, <laughs> Just checking. And actually, to be honest, when Carolyn sent the script. I read it and I was like, uh, I don't know if I can really do this. I don't well, know if I like it. Why did wh- right. Why did you think that? Right. No, that's interesting. I, I I don't know, but I'm telling you, like we had talked about this a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and I read it that first time, and then it looked like, oh, we may not get a chance to do it. Then we did, and I read it again, and I was like, oh my god, maybe I just needed to be away for it from for a while. And I was really digging it the second time, and then even more the third time, the fourth time. Every time we do it, um, I like it a little bit more. That's interesting that right. you, you say that. Veronica, go ahead. Sorry. Veronica? No, yeah. I was going to say I have a similar, similar uh, response to it. It's not, it's, it feels, some, you know, sometimes some plays choose you. I think a lot of times plays choose mm. you. Mm. And um, this seems to be, yeah, one of them. But, uh, you know, there's a lot yeah. of preconceived notions about this play. There's a lot of, you know, over the years, because it's been around now since 1987 uh, when, when it was first uh, produced. And, 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 you know, and I feel like um, 
it, there is something to be said about preconceived notions and maybe taking them and sort of turning them on their head. And, and I feel like you guys are really doing that in this production with these two characters. You're making them very fresh, very contemporary, very 2021. Um, uh, now, this is something that I don't know if you think this affects it or not, but you're both, you know, neither of you are white. Let me put it that way. Uh, you know, what? You, you, what? You both are, or, or maybe you're half white. Well, I don't know. But you're not. You're from mixed. I'm half white. Yeah, there you go. You're from mixed backgrounds. Yeah. You're not. You know. You're not necessarily the 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 the, the cultural and racial and you know a background that uh, McNally wrote the play for specifically. You know, he was writing for you know these white characters, you know, working class characters. But you guys are in many ways sort of. The representation of like the 21st century version of this, right? Because she's a she's a waitress and he's a short order cook, right? And I say to myself, you know, most likely that would be someone of Latino heritage or uh, or someone who is of color um, working in those jobs. Um, so, what do you guys think about that? Or do you think it doesn't matter? It's complicated. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. I think I played a lot, of, a lot of different roles that are, you know, I mean, I've also played South African. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily, I wasn't a Latino playing a South African when right. I did it. So it was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think, I don't go around thinking of myself as, as uh, not white or white, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, it's, I, I, so I don't really see it in those terms, but I, I see it as the play is and I kind of go, try to go to where it was written, but I understand what you see is that, yeah, and, and so... I guess it is. It's 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 bringing. It's a very the more the blah, 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 it bringing the more natural side of it, which would be what what I am, which is a mixed descent, which is of mixed uh, South American and yeah, a, a big goodie bag. Right. You bring <laughs> you bring to it what your own experiences and whatever those might be. Right. right. So that's what you're saying, and right. I think that is true. Yeah. yeah. And what about you, Michael? Do you do you see? No, that's that's just it. Well, I mean. You mentioned that um, Veronica and I had done the uh, Shanley play uh, 10 years ago and yeah. um, a very similar experience where we were playing these, I guess, seemingly on paper Italian American characters, but, um, nice. you know, we are who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, like Veronica, I don't, I don't conscience, consciously think about that, but mm-hmm. I do know that as um, an actor, uh, everything I do is informed by being raised by a black mother and a white dad. I mean, everything that I am goes into it. You know, I've played um, a lot of things that I'm not because I have a certain look that can go in a couple of different directions. Right. My um, my friend calls it, hey, you're ethnically ambiguous. That's what my friend Ambiguous, exactly. We're the ethnically ambiguous duo. Yeah, you sort of can cover all sorts of different. Um, if people don't know, it can be all sorts of different things for both of you, really. Yes, yes. Which is and nice. you know, there there was a character that I played that was um, a, a black character passing for white, and um, there have been maybe like five productions of that show, and I think I'm the only actor who actually is black who ever played that part, and and I I I think that that definitely informed that performance i think that there's something that um no white person could bring to that 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 i did having been you know raised by a black mother i, I think there's something deeply personal about shows that are about race you know right. that, yes. that, that deal with those those tough subjects yeah. but um 
you know, in, in this case, I agree with Veronica. I just kind of, you know, went with the flow. That's great. I mean, you know, and, you know, this is such a, a topic, you know, an important one about BIPOC representation on stage and in theater pieces, because so much theater for so long has been sort of European based, sort of white male based. And, you know, and Terrence McNally is a white male playwright, albeit a gay male. Uh, but, you know, and so I feel like we we are honoring him at least by by really diversifying the play and making it just sort of a different different perspective, different lens on it. Um, still, you know, in, in you two as individuals, but also everything that you bring uh, to the table, I think, makes it uh, for, you know, adds a little a little bit to it. Um, so let's talk a bit about something else then, which is um, the the other aspect that makes, I think, this production of Frankie and Johnny unique compared to others that people may have seen. So, you know, for those that are going to be watching it on April 21st through the 25th at metrostage.org, um, they can just, uh, aside from it being, you know, what we just talked about, also... It's online, right? And so what was the online process? You know, you're not performing this um, on a stage uh, live with each other and being able to touch each other or see each other, be in the same physical space. So what was it like working online versus in person for you? Was, were aspects easier or harder? What was the overall feeling while you were in rehearsal? And I know you're still um, rehearsing. So uh, Veronica, what was your, your experience like? Yeah. I mean, bizarre, but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, it, we you know we're very adaptable. Uh, we're a very adaptable species, but we're very adaptable even more so as, as artists and actors in, in this medium. So, yeah, I think you just kind of go with it. And uh, I've been doing a bit more directing in the past five years and this kind of stuff. So I, I feel, you know, just being able to, you kind of have to be your own director in your own room and listen to you, you know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. getting, you have to set up your own set and talk to you. And it's just putting on a different, like different hats as well as actor. Um, and that part I, I think is a lot of fun. It's a challenge. So yeah, yeah it's a different experience, isn't it? Totally. Yes. Yeah. And Michael, what was, what was it like for you? Um, yeah, hard. Uh, it, sometimes, it's sometimes easier to just show up and just do it in person, you know. And sure. but this, but there's also something, you know. I was saying this to somebody else the other day. There's something that's um, kind of nice about like being in the the warmth and safety and comfort of your own bedroom when you're doing this really emotional work. Mm. You know, there's something safe about that. And it's still intimate because you're sort of in your nest, your cocoon, but you've also got um, everyone's face and almost, you know, extreme close up on your screen. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's different. And um, it reminds me of when I was little and people would say that news anchors can read without looking down. Do you remember when people used to say that, that they could read their scripts without looking down? Well, they were looking at the teleprompter. They weren't reading you know, and, and, and so we're now kind of acting with the teleprompter, with our scripts, yeah. scrolling them, you know, while mm -hmm. we're still looking at or seemingly at the camera and, and still trying to engage with one another. And it's, it's bizarre because I could look at the screen and be looking into Veronica's eyes, but I'm not really looking into her eyes unless I'm looking into the camera where she's looking. So mm. it's, okay. it's, it's, it's muy complicado. It is. <laughs> You know, it's, 
it's funny because it's like you have to imagine how you would react almost. It's like I'm yes. hearing you and, and just imagining how you, it's weird. You're work, you just work in a different it's certainly, dimension. It's certainly a whole different kind of medium, right? Because I had um, other actors talk to me about it and say that it's neither – it's not at all it's not like working on TV or film and it's not like live theater it's its own third thing and it's sort of it got is. elements of both and i know you both have worked in different i know michael that you did the wire i know that you've done some 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 television and film work and i know i assume veronica you might have done some as well in, in the past so it it does have elements of that right but it's not really that either right right it's um i think it takes greater concentration because you've just got so many plates in the air at the same time, you know, and it's um, sort of what they call in TV static acting where you can't be too physically animated. You can't be leaving your frame, Um, which, you know, for us, especially like our last experience on stage, we were able to really take the space and move around and grab one another and kiss and rub and hump and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) So, um, and now you can. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot conveyed through your eyes and your voice mm-hmm. and your face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're both extremely physical actors. I mean, I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I primarily do movement stuff now and devising. I mean, very physical theater. So it's it's totally opposite. Well, it's a good it's good practice for both of you because I'm sure in your normal <clears throat> theater lives you do you are very physical. And, and very movement-based, I can see from both of you that you move. And that shines through, you know, it's really interesting, even on, as someone who teaches movement, as someone who, who often choreographs and does fight direction myself, I can really tell how actors move. And watching you two through the screen, and you're stuck in the screen, right? But I can still, even from the shoulders up, see how expressive and physical uh, you are and how much you convey that. Uh, even online. So I think people that tune in to, to watch on from April 21st to 25th at metrostage.org will get, will really get the feeling, you know, it's not the same as being in a live theater for sure, but it's amazing how physical it feels, right? Even though you're not, you're not both in the same um, space. Um, so let's talk a bit about um, Terrence McNally. And, and I, I, I don't know how much either of you know about Terrence McNally, you know, and, and what your previous experience has been. It could be that you've never done a Terrence McNally play, and that's fine. But I'm just curious, have either of you ever encountered uh, the work of Terrence McNally before? Or was this the first time? Yes, I've read Masterclass and I've read other plays, and, and um, but never worked on them. So this was the no. first time. Yeah, I mean, I was also familiar with Masterclass. Um, not so much the piece, but like the actors who were who have been in it over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, when we decided to do this tribute with uh, Carolyn, the producing artistic director at Metro Stage, um, I came to her last year um, when I was watching uh, on the news in March of last year, end of March, right at the beginning of the pandemic, that... Um, Terrence McNally had passed away uh, from COVID, mm-hmm. COVID, actually, related. He had COPD and some other uh, chronic uh, pulmonary problems. And, of course, then he, w- he unfortunately got COVID, and then that, you know, caused him to, to, pass, to pass away. And, and there was some reports on TV about it. And then I dove into this biography on Netflix about him, this documentary, and I really started, and I've always enjoyed his work. And then it came to me, and I said, you know, I'd love to do, like, 
at least one, if not a few of his plays. So I picked up the phone and I called Carolyn and I said, what are you doing now that Metro Stage is closed? Uh, you know, because Metro Stage is in the middle of a capital campaign to build a new space, even prior to COVID. Uh, for those listening in, I have an interview with Carolyn uh, from first season of the podcast where she really goes into depth about the history of Metro Stage. And you can really listen to that one and find out more. But basically, um, you know, she's working to build um, this new theater that's being put together um, in the North Arts District of Old Town Alexandria. It's going to be beautiful in a new building. But in the meantime, um, you know, she needed some, some stuff to do that was online. She wanted some material to do um, while the theater was, in, uh, was being built. So I brought this to her and she said, great, what are the plays, what, what three plays or two plays you think we should do? And the first that came to mind was actually Frankie and Johnny for me. And then the second was, um, was Mothers and Sons that I had always wanted to do myself. That was a very personal one for me. What, what, other, what, are, you, what are your feelings about his writing? You've been, you've been now uh, immersed in, in this play, at least. What, what do you feel about the writing style? What do you think about the way he writes? What do you like or what do you find curious or anything unique or different? Because of our last one was um, with Shanley, with John Patrick Shanley, it, uh, I, I kind of go back. With, I, I find the contrast between them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when you mentioned Shanley, I just... I just thought of um the the mutual love of uh of monologues um Mm. some really intense monologues in both pieces that we did but um i i really uh (laughs) i almost can't believe that we finish as soon as we do when we run the show sometimes yes um it really seems to fly to me yeah you know and and i was saying to someone else that um but, but it's not fatiguing. I don't feel tired afterwards um, because great. there's something there's something really cathartic about um, yeah, what what these two are, are trying to elicit from one another and, and what they give one and how safe uh, they feel. I mean, particularly how safe Johnny feels in the presence of Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing is just very tight, mm-hmm. and um, the pauses when they come, I think, are very well earned but um i think they're kind of few and far between uh, i don't mm. ever feel like we stall out true you know i, I feel yeah. like the the script really carries the bo- the both of us um, I, do, I do agree it does feel like you just it's a roller coaster play you just kind of get mm-hmm. on and not that we're yeah. even it i mean we're not even you know like i say in the in kinesthetically going with it it's so it's um yeah, I, I really am desperate to 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 put movement to it to feel what that would be like. Because I right. would just be flying, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's amazing exactly. watching it on the audience side, watching you two on screen. It's also amazing. You would think, you know, sometimes you think, well, like I have friends that are doing plays and things online too, and you go, oh god, do I really want to sit through that? You know, am I going to be bored? It's not live. I'm always fearful as an audience member and also as a director. That the that that I'm going to sit through something and it's just not going to have that vibrancy that a live production does. But what's amazing is the two yeah. of you, the two of you, really do make sparks fly on on screen. I don't know how you guys do it. It must be that the previous um, you you were able to work together before. I don't think if you had that experience, you would be able to get that chemistry so quickly. Uh, I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I think Veronica is so great, she would have made me step up. Oh. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> That's great. No, I mean, there is something about the two of you. And, and I remember Carolyn saying to me that, um, you know, you've got to see these two actors. They're great. And, you know, I, I didn't get to see the production of Savage and Limbo. I went sort of with Carolyn's, you know, we had a discussion. We talked about it. I watched, you know, some, I saw some photos and a video. And then I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, and Carolyn has such a good instinct when it comes to what works and what doesn't on stage. So uh, for, after so many years of doing this, and I just just from the first meeting with you guys and the first rehearsal, I was blown away. And I, you guys are so wonderful uh, together, you know, and individually in your own moments Thank as you. well. Yeah, so great. Oh, wow. So talk to me a little bit about how you collaborate. And I know, I know that it's diff- different online, right? Um, but normally, under normal circumstances, or, or maybe it's not different, maybe it's, it, there's some basic elements. What are some of the things, you know, because, you know, the only, you've, Frankie and Johnny is what you're working on right now, but obviously you've done a lot of other works before and you're going to do more in the future, and we'll talk about that in, in a bit. But um, what means good collaboration for you, a good experience, when you're doing one of these productions, whether it's online or a reading or a full production? What do you need and want from your director, your creative collaborator. I probably should have asked you this before we started rehearsals. <laughs> that would have been good, right, guys? Uh, no, seriously. What, 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 what do you, you know, what do you look for in a collaboration when you're working? Oh gosh, it's changed a lot for me over the years, um, and now I'm really, really fortunate enough to to be working with a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have kind of I, I you know I do different things but one of the where where I guess honesty starting from a place of of honesty I like hard work ethic um and uh yeah just fierce <laughs> hard, yeah no I, I agree that's wonderful what about for you Michael uh, I like to be surrounded by pleasant people. Mm. Um, I, I, I mean, Veronica, you probably have had this experience too, but have you ever been in a show where you're just like, oh, God, i got to go to rehearsal today? Like, it's just not, it's not a show, a production, an experience that makes your heart sing. Um, and, you know, I, I guess as you... Uh, age and you have more experiences you're able, able to sort of sniff out where those <laughs> where you may be faced with a production like that and uh, you, you may have the, the spidey sense to avoid it um, but it's nice especially with these with these zoom productions I've done a couple now um, when you you know you come home after a long day and you turn on your laptop and you're happy to see all of those little faces in the box. And, um, they're, they're all good, kind, intelligent people who want to share. And, um, they, they care about the piece and they, they care about, um, the playwright. And, um, yeah, it's it just, it's really nice when you, when you sign off that night and, um, you know, you go to bed knowing that you're a part of something that's uh, that's worthwhile. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that was nice, Michael. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it really was. It was. Would very... you like some more schmaltz? Yeah, no, not schmaltzy. It was very. It was very honest. No, no, no. No, I think that's good. And and um, Veronica, do you, I mean, you know, I think that it has been wonderful working with the two of you. You're so. Um, 
you know, you, you wear your, your emotions on your skin. You're very accessible as people, as actors, as you're open, you're not shut off. Um, you know, I didn't have to like dig deep to get things out of you. It was so refreshing and wonderful because sometimes there's a lot of sort of digging to be done. And you guys were just both ready from day one. Like, yeah, we're game. Let's do this. You know, and whenever people bring that, um, to the table, it's always as a director, um, that's, most of my job, right? So you, you're making my job a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so, I, you know, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if we would really call this a reading. I don't know what, 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 do, what do we even call this? Um, you know, we've been sort of, a, yeah, a per, it's more than a reading. A I production think. read on film? I mean, yeah, I mean, we have trouble with it. So we bill it as a reading just because uh, mm-hmm. both Carolyn and I feel that we don't want to oversell something. Um, But you're right. I'm glad you brought that up, Michael, because with Mothers and Sons, it was the same. And one of the reviewers actually said in one of the reviews about Mothers and Sons, they bill it as a reading, but really it's pretty much a full production. So we do costumes. We do um, as props uh, within reason, right? We don't go nuts, but there are certainly it's more than just you guys sitting there reading a script. I mean, there is a full production value. We do try to do as much lighting as we can, right, within the parameters. Yeah, we, we don't have a lighting. Design. I thought Mothers and Sons was wonderful, by the way. Well, thank you. See, that's how you get yes. work. See, Veronica. See, that's how you. That's how you get tasked, Veronica. You you you, you butter up the direction. You know, the three of them were were amazing. Alona, Tom, and that little boy, Barney, Barney's son, uh, Jesse, Jesse Coleman, and then he, we. And then just like we have... He was so amazing. And just like we have Veronica from Spain, we had uh, my dear friend Ewan Chung from uh, California, from the West Coast, able to join. So that was fantastic. Yeah, no, it's been wonderful to be able to to do things like have Veronica in this play and have Ewan in, in Mothers and Sons, which we wouldn't have been able to do maybe if we were just doing it live in dc right now you know depending we'd have to really balance balance schedules although i know veronica would just get on a plane and 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 come to dc right veronica (laughs) so let's talk a bit about you talked about how wonderful it is to come to rehearsal and all that stuff and 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 you know doing that you've done some zoom things before michael you mentioned that um so do you have any exciting online projects both of you coming up other than this wonderful one, Frankie and <laughs> this, one. this one, Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Luna is part of Metro Stage tribute to Terrence McNally, which will be April 21st to the 25th at metrostage.org. Have I said that enough times? I hope so. Uh, uh, but no, seriously, do you guys have other projects that are coming up or live ones? Now they're starting to book some live ones for the fall or, you know, or what do you, what do you envision for yourself in the next, you know, or do you want to do other things? I mean, Veronica's talking about yoga, teaching, devising work. So Veronica, talk a bit about your plans for what you want to do moving forward, if you have any. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, right now I'm rehearsing. Uh, we are. I work with it. My we have a thing called Movimiento in Red, which is the a movement association of Cantabria of Northern Spain um, for professional dancers. So we we train and right now for the there's the um, other mujer and we go on the beach are choreographing with fifty women. Oh wow! Who. Uh, and doing uh, with drones and filming and all this kind of stuff. So we're in the middle of, of assembling that, and that will be at the in June. Um, and I'm devising a piece right now as well, more 
theater, so just basic theater, um, but devising physical theater. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm doing that and probably be next month for showings. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's this kind of stuff. Is, it's always a little bit of, I don't know what's going to happen next. I think I have a commercial on still on in the States. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> really? What commercial? Where do, we, where do we have to look for you? What What is it for? Oh, God, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I hear <laughs> It's in Canada. It's everywhere. What is it for? Are you serious? What is it for? Yeah, uh, it's for a, a, a psychological, it's for a depression medicine. Oh, wow. Oh. You have to yes, tell us so that we can find you online. It's everywhere. I'm sure you've seen <laughs> Wow. I have to pay better attention during the commercials. I'm not paying good enough I'll attention. I'll tell my, my doctor. Maybe he'll give me a discount. <laughs> it's like, hey, I know her. <laughs> but, it's really weird because people are like, I'm sorry. I haven't talked to you in a very long time. Sorry to bother <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hey listen those commercials pay the bills so good for you um good for you so um that's great and i'm sure there sounds like there's a lot of really exciting stuff going on in europe and in spain uh if i yeah. know spain at all there's probably some exciting stuff so it sounds like you're involved in some of that which is wonderful yeah so michael yeah. what about you have you been doing online you said you did some zooms are you doing some online stuff i in- I, I have i have and i was just talking to someone the other day about another one of these coming up mm. soon um i don't really have the details yet and um speaking with a dear friend of mine about um just my future in the theater if i may want to um pursue things outside of the realm of of acting um oh nice She's affiliated with with a really wonderful uh, theater in upstate New York, um, the Chautauqua Theater Institute. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to go back there. I worked there a, a couple of summers ago. Yeah. Um, it's all very, very early and preliminary. But, um, yeah, I'm just thinking about what life in theater is going to be like from here on out. And um, yeah. when we'll get back to the way things always were or um, right. will things in a, in a, in a way be forever changed so right. yeah and these are questions that all of us are probably asking ourselves right or a lot of us are asking if we if, we're, if we have any sense we're asking ourselves now during this year that we, <laughs> this pause that we've had for a year about you know what is the greater picture and where do we move from here and how do we continue to be artists and create in in an environment that that's a little different you know moving forward so i think that's great that you're both um you're both venturing into those things so if people, you know, we, we're almost out of time. It goes by so fast. But uh, tell me a little bit about um, if people want to reach you, they want to know or stay updated on these projects that you're talking about, find out more on what you're working on. Where can they go? Do you both have websites, social media? Uh, what are your, if you want people to follow you or, or follow your, your work? Uh, Veronica, you start. Where, where, do you, where should people go to find out more? I'm notoriously bad about posting anything of what I'm doing, but... Um I have I have Facebook and I have uh, two accounts. One that's just basically <laughs> nature photos, and another one that is uh, more of what a theater, the more live art. So I, it's Miyamoka, Miyamoka, um, and the other one is Viran V. Oh wow, those are hard. Hard. You have to spell them out. Miyamoka, M I A. Yeah, it's my. It's how I pronounce my name. My name is Maria Veronica, and I couldn't pronounce it when I was little. So it's uh, see, Mia that's Mocha. Mia Mocha. And M- see, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the details. M I A period M O C A. Right. So people can look and, for you. That's on Instagram and on Facebook? Yep. Oh, just Instagram. Okay. Yeah, Instagram. I was told. 
I was totally going to mention those uh, nature pictures earlier, but I bit my tongue. She, she takes really, really great nature photos. Hey, that's a whole um, other aspect, photography, right? Good. That crazy plant with those, those it looked like mollusk <laughs> shells. Remember that, Veronica? Right. Yeah, it's oh my, my God, that was so weird. That's yes. fantastic. See, you have more interests. You have, you have a wide variety of artistic interests. So, Michael, what about you? If people want to look for you, what do they look for? Um, you can just slide into my DMs uh, on uh, Instagram. <laughs> or, no, you can. I'm on Facebook, Michael Kevin Darnall, and uh, all the same on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Like Veronica, uh, it's I, I, it's almost painful to me to post things about um, what I'm doing, but um, I will try to be better at it, and I will definitely post about this because it's very special. Absolutely. And both Veronica and Michael, you'll be starring together in Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune as part of Metro Stages tribute to the late, great American playwright Terrence McNally, which will be streaming online. So don't miss it, guys, from April 21st to the 25th at MetroStage.org. People are asking how much are tickets, uh, how expensive, how do I reserve one? And the reality is they're free, quote unquote, but let's not say free. We want people to, so there's no charge for tickets, but what we want people to do is to donate to metrostage.org. There's a button on metrostage.org on the website for people to donate to the capital campaign, which will help MetroStage build their new theater that's coming up very, very soon, hopefully within the next year or two in the North Arts District of Old Town so people can enjoy uh, theater and there's photos there where they can find out more about the theater and where the money is going to what it's going to to put together and to help uh, build this wonderful new space. So thank you, Veronica and Michael, both of you for being on American Theater Artists Online. It's been wonderful having you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Thank you for listening to the American Theatre Artists Online podcast. This episode was edited by Zach Walsh. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider donating to the Actors Fund today. Just go to actorsfund.org and press donate. If you'd like to share your feedback or send us comments, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at American Theatre Artists Online.